persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture Podcast, Episode 3. Uh, I'm your co-host, Mambo, and we got your host, Jason, in the house. What's up, Jason? Yo, what up, Mambo? What's going on, man? How you doing, man? I am fantastic. I hope everybody out there listening is doing great. We got a killer guest on Episode 3 today for you guys. It is the talented Desiree Mize. You can look her up on Instagram, Woke Up Like Des. I think she's going to be a great guest, and she's got a great story to tell. Man, looking forward to that. And uh, what's been going on with you? Oh, uh, you know, man, I'm just trying to uh, survive this heat wave we got going on right now in SoCal, bro. It has been godly hot, bro. Man, it is some crazy-ass weather, man. Yo, crazy does not even describe it. You know, and now you look outside, and it's like an apocalyptic sun with all these right? wildfires and stuff going on, bro. It's like it's like it just like keep the scenes of the movie in 2020 just keep on rolling out, man. Man, I'm telling you, 2020 is going to be a year that everyone hates and everyone remembers. Seriously, man. But these wildfires are raging right now, man. I mean, they're all the way up north and it looks like they're right in our backyard, man, with all the smoke that's out there. Yeah, man. Uh, and you know what's crazy is there was one in uh, Southern Cali that it, it it got started by a gender, gender reveal party, bro. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but laugh. I couldn't help but laugh when I, when I saw that, you know, because the gender reveal parties, man, people are getting way too creative with what they're going on. I mean, oh, if you're man. launching pyrotechnics into the sky, whether it's pink or blue, you know, I mean, we got to find a safer way to do that when, uh, when the fire hazard is high like this. Now, now, uh, you know, they've been talking in about the people who, who started this fire that, you know, whether they should be charged with the crime or whether they, you know, it was an accident. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on I that? I mean, that one's a tough one. I mean, I doubt that they decided, let's have my gender reveal party, and at the end, we'll start a massive 700,000-acre wildfire. I doubt that they did that on purpose, so I don't think they should be charged. I mean, we, we, we have enough reasons to charge people out there for all kinds of crimes. I don't think having a gender reveal go wrong is a reason to put somebody in jail. You know, when I when I see situations like this, uh, uh, I always try, you know, my, my real job, uh, I do radio, so I always try to look for the joke in things. Yeah. And uh, of course, the internet never loses when it comes to making inappropriate <laughs> jokes about stuff. No, uh-uh. uh, one of the funniest things I seen was a, a, a Smokey the Bear meme that said, uh, "Only you can prevent uh, gender reveal parties." <laughs> which, <laughs> hey, they, he holds true with that one right there, man. Yeah. So every time I see Smokey now, it's not, <laughs> it's not going to be the same, man. No, no, not at all. But with that big fire that's up north, man, they had to evacuate some uh, some campers. You heard about that story? Uh, well, I've, I've heard about different stories, but yeah. I, not, not this one in particular. Yeah, so I guess, I guess the wildfire had trapped some campers at their campground up in the Sierras somewhere. So they actually had to fly in the Coast Guard rescue Oh, this was choppers. in the, the Fresno area. Yeah, the Fresno area yeah. up there up in the uh, Sierra Mountains. And they had to evacuate people. And I seen a picture of the helicopter loaded up. Dog, there was no social distancing going on that thing. I think I would have toughed it out in the in the smoke. Not because of the social distancing thing, but bro, that thing looked like it was past capacity. I mean, everybody was sitting on top of each other. I would have waited for the next round on that one, dog. Like. <laughs> I don't, I don't really trust helicopter as much at all, let alone with have a pack. Have you ever been in a helicopter? I've been in a helicopter once when, uh, when I was on deployment, they used to do these things Sunday fun day. And we had a, uh, 
we had a flight deck and they would play basketball on the flight deck. And then after the basketball games, they would let people take uh, helicopter rides out around the ocean okay. or the Persian Gulf, wherever we were. Well, not in the Persian Gulf because that ain't really too safe right. to be taking <laughs> Sunday, Sunday fun day helicopter rides. That I doesn't opt- sound fun at all. <laughs> no, I would have opted out of that one, but this was just in the middle of the ocean somewhere, you know? So we went up there and did a little spin around and that was it, you know, got it off the bucket list and I'm cool with helicopters now. Now, now, uh, in, in that rescue, uh, when, when the, they went to go rescue the campers, uh, some of, some of the campers, uh, they had to go in, in the water, right? Because uh, the fire was getting too close. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, they went into a, I forget the lake's name, but they actually went into the water. You know, obviously the, the fire ain't going to get them while they're out there in the lake. So, I mean, yeah. it was a pretty, pretty solid strategy if you ask me, but I wouldn't want to be up there, man. I mean, it had to be incredibly hard to breathe too. If the fire is that damn close and you got to get in the water to stay alive. I mean. Yeah, you know what? Fires ain't no joke. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, we had the 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 Ventura fires. Uh, yeah. Well, it, the Santa Paula fire a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's, that started like right by my house. Uh, we were uh, uh, some of the pe- first people that got evacuated, and uh, it was crazy because it it happened on my birthday. Oh damn! And uh, after the, after that fire, for I would say like a year to a year and a half. Uh, I, I wasn't the same when it came to breathing because uh, it, it really messes you up, the bad, bad air quality. Yeah, man, we, we, had to, we had to evacuate our house too and we went down to my, my wife's grandma's house in Oxnard and luckily that place was there for us to go because if it wasn't, man, we would have to be in a hotel or living out of the car and my son was only barely one year old at the time. So fire is definitely no joke and they never really impacted me greatly since I've been in California until that one, that Thomas fire. Then things really got real, man. Yeah. I mean- we had part of like downtown Ventura burning down, you know, like a giant 300, you know, unit condo, the Hawaiian village burnt to the ground. I mean, yeah, it's crazy to see, uh, uh, it, you see it on TV, but to see it in, in real life is just, it's, it's just different. crazy. Yeah. Big shout out to, to all the first responders too, man. Hell They're yeah. doing a, an amazing job for the whole year of 2020. Big yeah, shout man. out to the first responders, man. I, I feel for those people. They were working overtime for sure. Now, uh, with this, uh, with this, uh, bad weather and everything that's going on, uh, I know you're, you're big on sports oh yeah you excited yeah well nfl nfl kicks off so i mean i gotta be stoked on that and part of me is kind of stoked that the nfl is just you know powering through and keeping keeping normal and season starting fans are going to be in the stands obviously at a reduced capacity but i'm excited man do you think uh this uh this nfl season is gonna open up doors to to more things opening up I think so. I, I think as we start to do more normal things and especially where people can go and yeah, maybe you have to wear a face covering for the rest of the year, but it's going to get to be normal. These are the type of things that'll get radio stations and TV casting areas and things like that that are closed right now. It'll open back up and open some doors, I think. Now, uh, how do you feel? Uh, you got kids. Yep. Uh, uh, yep. Halloween. Halloween. I mean, that's funny. I was just talking about that and I'm hoping that my neighborhood just goes regular OG status, walk up to the door. I want people trying to scare the shit out of my kids this year. I don't want, I don't want nothing weird, but I think at least I'm going to give everybody an option. I'll I'll respect if you don't want to come up to my door. Right. I'll leave the bowl out in front of my fence, but you better get there first because you know some little kid's going to come by and swipe that whole, that whole bowl right away. And if once it's gone, you're going to have to come up to the door or, you know, keep moving yeah i i think uh i think holidays are going to be a little crazy for you know like uh thanksgiving christmas i do and i hope i hope it brings people back together and kind of lets people normalize i'm gonna go visit my mom out in indiana in november you know so that'll be the first time flying so i'm not really looking forward to that i don't know if anybody looks forward to flying but you know i mean 
you just got to you just got to keep moving through all this stuff and you got to be persistent with wanting things to get back to normal and not some damn new normal if you ask me. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully uh this NFL season uh you know, op- it's going to bring me joy. I'll tell you that much, you know. Yeah. So so uh uh who's who's your team again? Uh Dolphins, baby. So, I mean, I, I don't have high expectations, <laughs> but but you know, with, with with every new year, there's going to be some some young talent that's on the field, especially with a team like the Dolphins right now. We got a grip of young people on the roster. So somebody's going to make a name for themselves. Somebody's going to get a contract out of this year. So I'm, I'm excited to watch regardless how many games we win. Now, this year, uh, there was a lot of big moves with the with a lot of star players. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 There's there's, uh, there's big name quarterbacks that are, you know, played their whole their whole career with a team like a guy like Philip Rivers going from Los Angeles to Indianapolis. And now the, the sky's the limit technically for them. I mean, it's always right. it's always been Phil's problem, you know, trying to win it all. And he's got all the pieces. So he doesn't do it this year, you know. That's gonna be side zeal delivered. He's he, he he was never meant to be a Super Bowl quarterback then. But. And then the the dynasty quarterback too. Yeah, man, Tom Brady down to uh, Tampa Bay. You definitely can't forget about that. And I mean, like, is that a marketing move or what? I mean, I've seen like Tampa Bay and Tampa Brady, and then he was already Tom Brady TB, and he wears number and TB twelve is his company. I mean, come on, that was a strategic oh, got, move all the way through. Everyone's like, I can't believe he it. picked Tampa Bay. It's like, of course he picked Tampa Bay. He's got a ton of wide receivers, and it works for every single marketing thing he's got going. So, do you think uh, they're gonna take it this year? I don't know about take it. Uh, I I do. With, I'd like to see them. I'd, I, I'm a big Cam Newton fan. I, I watch a lot of college football too, and right. I'm rooting for him. And I feel like he's played under his talents, even though he's been an MVP and been to the Super Bowl and stuff. I mean, the guy's a champion, and I think he deserves a chance to win another one. So I'm down for Patriots, Bucks, Super Bowl, and the Pats just mop up Tom Brady up and down the field. Now, uh, what about uh, these new stadiums that are opening up? Yeah, I mean, dude, how about L.A., though? I mean, right here in our backyard, we got this badass SoFi Stadium, and I can't even go to it, man. I mean, it looks it looks amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I haven't been there, but just yeah. like the, the, the news feeds and stuff. Yeah, I've seen them, too, man. I mean, it, it looks dope, so I can't wait till hopefully, you know, beginning of 2021, you know, we're allowed to get in the stands. And uh, I'm excited. I'm a Raider fan. And, uh, you know, they got their new new stadium, too. And I yep. got friends that live in, in Vegas. And it's just crazy to me uh, when they send me pictures like, I can't wait to go to a game. Yeah, it's going to be sick, man. That stadium is going to be dope, too. And then on top of it, it's in Vegas. So, I mean, they're talking about having, like, live betting in the stands at your seat. Wow. I mean, as the game's going down, I mean, you just be right there on a little iPad or something <laughs> updating your bets, you know. So I'm all for it, man. I, I, I'm down with it. And you know what? Uh, big big shout out to the way Las Vegas uh, received the 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 Raiders, man. Uh, yeah. Did you see what they did to uh to the statue at at the New York New York? No. Uh. Uh-uh. They put a they put a Raider jersey on the statue. No. Yeah. So it's, it's 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 pretty crazy when you get a chance. Uh, I have to look check that, that out. Up. No, yeah. I didn't even see that, man. Yeah, yeah. So big big shout out to Vegas. You know, doing big things. They got the new hockey team now. They got a new football team. So they they ain't messing around, and they're one of these. Uh, quote unquote, maybe like second or third tier city that's on on the rise right now. And I feel like that's going to start happening a lot um, because you look at the large city like New York. I mean, obviously the pandemic crushed it. Right. You know, I mean, obviously the biggest loss is there. So it's tough to ignore that. And I think it's got a lot of people packing their bags right now and uh, and leaving the city right now, actually. So a lot of these smaller, you know, second tier cities like maybe San Jose or Austin or Houston or Miami, you know, not the New York, the L.A., the Chicago, you know, the, th- the big three. Well, I, I think that's happening with a lot of uh, with L.A. too. Like yeah. people are leaving L.A. too. Seriously, that's what I mean. So like those big three, like L.A., Chicago and New York, they're saying that, you know, might not even be the same. And I'm sure many, many have heard uh, that guy, James Altuchar, that that wrote the 
the yeah, essay yeah. that, that uh, Jerry Seinfeld told him to go screw himself or whatever, and you don't know what the hell he's talking about. So I, I kept hearing everybody give this dude flack and stuff. So I was like, all right, let me at least read this essay and see what it's all about. And, bro, they're getting pissed off because I think he's making some good points. I mean, there's gigantic office buildings that are literally empty. It used to have... 800 units rented and now it's only got 200 units rented and it's like when when is that going to come back but 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 i think companies uh during this pandemic have realized that you know their employees don't have to come to the office to get work done. exactly and i think i think the main reason is because the technology is good enough now before when shit would close down you couldn't go home and be on three different zoom calls while your kids stream some netflix show while they're supposed to be in their online class i mean and now it can handle all that no problem and there's no glitches no hiccups so i mean that's the scary part i have a i have a friend who uh he works for a company uh out of san jose Mm -hmm. but he lives out here and he flies out maybe like three times out of the the month for meetings yeah in person but but, uh everything he does from his computer right that's how it is uh, uh, where i work outside of this outside of this show too as well i mean they just basically cut like 80% of the workforce and just said work from home and you know no hiccups maybe the bottom lines are looking better you know who knows now there's more empty buildings and that's a problem especially in a city like New York so you see so, those- so do you think uh, big cities like that are dead <sighs> it's tough man because I like I'm also a Mets fan and I grew up on the East Coast I never was a I, I would never definitely call myself a New Yorker always lived in New Jersey never really <laughs> liked going to the city but it was cool when, when we went you know so when, when I took my wife back there yeah of course the first place I, one of the first places I took her was in New York you know Macy's Day Parade and shit I mean it's part of a it's part of America so it's tough right. to say that you know that's dead and those those days are going to be gone but man you know, you, you, you move from New York down to Miami and you got an air-conditioned house, get you out of that heat, and you got, you got sunshine and palm trees whenever you want it. It's, it's tough, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot to get back because part of the cool thing about New York was the theaters and the restaurants, and it's, it's all closed right now. You but know, the, 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 there's a there's a lot of places that, uh, like you said, like people, tourists that they go to visit. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, uh, SNL, uh, they announced that they were going to start uh, filming again. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's, that's big too. Like just like the NFL kicking off, like that's cool for, for the studios to be doing stuff like that. It's getting people back to normal now. I mean, just something simple like that, watching a typical Saturday night live and not some zoom edition or none of that bullshit, you know, like actual Saturday night live. And I'm glad that they're, that they're doing that. And that's what people got to do. And that's just like persistence culture, you know, finding a way to keep what you love and what you want to do happening, no matter what the obstacles are or the people trying to put things in your way. So, so are you are you with the guy who wrote the wrote the article? Or are you on, I'm, on Jerry Seinfeld? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm leaning towards Altucher. I like I like Jerry Seinfeld's <laughs> reaction. I like his reaction. Um, but but I'm leaning towards the points that he makes. They're really good. And then even to the point where like New York is a very like tax deficit city normally and now it's even worse because nobody's working so nobody's paying those kind of state income taxes and then another way they make it is everybody traveling to new york which nobody's doing so all the tolls of the bridges and the tunnels to get into the city they ain't making nearly the money they used to so i mean the mayor the mayor and the the government going on in new york they got a they got a tall task to to live up to but uh I'll just wait and see and hope that it's not true, to be honest with you. But I talked to some people from the area. They say he's full of shit. They say the people that are leaving <laughs> are supposed to be leaving. You know, true, typical New Yorker reaction. You know, go go F yourself and we'll, we'll, we'll pull through like we always do. So, I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for New York, you know, I, and L.A. and Chicago. I love all I've been to all three of those cities. I love them all. And I want them to stay exactly the same. They don't need to change. You know, now, now uh, I know uh, uh, Joe Rogan, who does his podcast, he, okay. he took his out of uh, California too. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just, it's just people, 
I don't know. It's, and, it, and it comes to, you know, you don't know what their motives are and maybe it's to put more money in their pocket or maybe, you know, the pandemic's affected everybody certain ways. To me, I've been more on the side of we got to power through this. Obviously, people you know are getting seriously sick. So I respect, you know, the, the protocols and stuff in place. And I'm not going to be an asshole and just not just completely ignore them. But we right. also got to we also got to maintain some normalcy here and not just completely shoot ourselves in the foot while this is going on. So. Maybe they're maybe they're more more. I don't want to say scared, but maybe it's affected them more mentally, and you know that's to to him maybe a safer move. Yeah, I think I think that's how I feel about it too. I mean, I I got my my thoughts and beliefs on what's going on, but yeah. at the same time, I'm gonna respect other people's definitely how they feel yeah. about it. So yeah, and you know what? I mean, you know, knock on wood, I haven't lost anybody like super close to me because of it. But if I did, maybe I'd have a different outlook on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when it hits, when, when 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 something hits you at home, like we we're just talking about with the wildfires, it, it changes your perspective on yeah. it. Before I'd see it on the news and be like, oh, another wildfire. That's just nature keeping itself alive, which. Which in a way it is, but right. when it burns down your damn home or kills somebody you know, then it's, it's not just nature. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's tough, but you know, and that's like that's also kind of the the deal with uh, with just every everything changing. And another thing that's changing, uh, you know, recently, uh, but the Kardashians <laughs> no oh, longer going to be on TV, bro. You all bummed out about that? You gotta gotta switch up your DVR or what? No, Are you a I'm, fan or my wife used to watch it? A okay, lot. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know, I I followed it because of work. Uh, you know, I, I do radio and I used to have to get all the entertainment news. And, and for a long time, that was yeah. all the time, every I, day. I feel like it, was, it still is, yeah. honestly, bro. So so it's crazy to me how, I, I guess to me, it's crazy how, you know, they're saying that Kim got the family famous with her tape yeah. with Ray J. Uh-huh. But uh, I, Man, it's going way back, bro. That feels like it was so long ago, that, right? that news and Reggie Bush and all that shit. I mean, that's how long they've been but, in the spotlight. But it's crazy how... how the family build an empire. Oh yeah. yeah. Everybody. Now look at like the youngest daughter who, I mean, shit, I don't even know if she was alive when that Ray J tape hit, you know, hit, hit the open <laughs> internet. But, uh, now she's like the youngest billionaire in the world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's insane, insane the way that, uh, America can famous and monetize somebody. And they're all connected to, to, uh, you know, other big celebrities. Oh you yeah. Got Kanye, you got uh, Travis Scott and yeah, you, you had, you had Lamar Odom. You I mean, they just networked out. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, the nature of life. I guess in the hills of Calabasas. Now, I, I don't think, I don't think, I think keeping up with the Kardashians, the show is over. Yeah. But I think, I think there's going to be a couple of them that still have their own Bro, shows. For sure. There's going to be yeah. a lot of spinoffs. And I think this is also another way for them to just kind of hype them back up real quick. Like, hey, don't forget about us. It's going to be our last season. Watch it. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Jenner girls will have their shows and everything. So, I mean, it ain't going, they, the Kardashians ain't going nowhere. Yeah. For as much as uh, people hated on them, they, they, they did good for themselves. And you know what? I got to give it up to, to, to the team around them too, because if it wasn't for them, a lot of this stuff wouldn't have happened. hundred percent, bro. I mean, they, you may not like maybe their lifestyle or whatever, but they bust their ass and they don't get nothing really. I mean, handed to them you know they got it they got to work and stuff so i mean i i big ups to them and you can't knock the hustle you know yeah so. my, my wife uh used to watch it all the time and i ain't gonna lie man i used to get caught up sometimes and couldn't wait for the following <laughs> yeah, week bro, to, hey, hey, to man, see what happens reality so. <laughs> tv is a thing for a reason bro you, know, you yeah. can say you don't like it but you better not start watching it because you're not gonna probably stop you know so i mean it, it it's it's to each their own so all right, so so now let's uh, let's let's talk uh, some reality. We got a special guest, and uh, Jason, who do we got today? Today we got a super special guest. We have the beautiful and talented Desiree Mize in the house. Desiree, what's up? How's it Hi, going? Hi, you are so sweet. Thank you so much for inviting me on your guys' show today. I'm super stoked to be here. 
We're super glad to have you. So uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself uh, and what you got going on? Because you got tons of stuff going on right now. Yes, I am just the busiest girl around. Um, so hi, my name is Desiree Mize. I'm 26 years old and I have been on a weight loss journey. I want to say pretty much my entire life, but pretty much what brings me here today, how I am living a persistence culture lifestyle is I've lost 150 pounds. Congratulations. Wow. That's incredible. Yes, it has been quite the journey. Um, and, you know, obviously it's so much more than a weight loss journey. It's a mental, emotional, and physical journey all within itself. And it's crazy to be where I'm at right now because I feel like I'm living for the first time at 26 years old. And um, yeah, so I've lost 150 pounds. It took that's, one that's, year. That's a whole person that's, yeah, right there. That's, yes. that's crazy, yeah. I was uh, 300 pounds and now I'm sitting at 145, so I've literally lost more than half of who I was. Congratulations. Well, you look incredible. Thank Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what brings us here today. Um, I am from Ventura, born and raised here, and I'm currently on prep for my first ever bodybuilding show, which is really exciting. It's the biggest show in Houston, Texas, ran by Alphalete. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> Congrats, we'll have to check that out. So uh, what what moment did you hit where you ended up going on this journey to the success that you've had recently of the 150 pounds? Like, was there a moment in your life where, or something or a community that you had that, that made the change for you? Yeah, so um, I like to call them uh, my click moments. I've had a few click moments that kind of really helped me just snap out and like kind of face the reality of girlfriend you are 300 pounds and you're 23 years old like this is not the life you want you are so unhappy you don't feel good in your own skin and yeah you know you can be a big girl and rock it still be looking cute but at the end of the day you're limping home after a four-hour shift and it's like how do you expect to like live a, a normal life because at that point my entire daily life was compromised due to my weight and um one of the big moments that I like to share about often was when I kind of, uh, it was in October of 2017, I went to Disneyland with my family and we waited in line for two hours for a ride. And as soon as we were going on, um, I was getting ready to go on, strapping myself on the ride. And as, as soon as I went to put that bar down, it couldn't click because my belly was in the way. And I was like, uh oh, I can't do it. So my, my niece was sitting next to me and she's like, oh, here, let me try to help you. We're trying to put this bar down, close me in. 300 pound girl at Disneyland, it's not easy. And um, the worker came and then they were pressing. The worker calls in for backup. Some guy with big muscles and not even them two could. And was, at this point, it was just embarrassing. And I'm like, wow, I never knew Disneyland could be so quiet. I could hear every cricket, <laughs> everyone wow. staring yeah. at yeah, me. Yeah, those moments, yep. And it was just humiliating. And I, was, I had to just tell my family, like, you know what, you guys, you guys enjoy the ride. I'm going to wait for you guys by the gate. Have fun. Just like walked away. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm never, never doing that again. Like that was freaking embarrassing. So, um, yeah, like that was definitely one of those moments for me. And um, just actually weeks later after that was when I finally decided to make the decision to get my gastric bypass surgery, which is pretty much what helped me finally lose the weight. Um, what made me gain weight in the beginning was I was uh, diagnosed with hypothyroidism when I was eight years old. And even when I was five years old, I was already 90 pounds. So wow. Wow. we found out 
um, a little bit later that, oh, I've got um, hypothyroid, so my weight has been an issue my entire life. So um, even though I was always so active playing sports, I did sports even from my high school. I've done every AYSO and VYBA, like every community sport you can imagine. I've got lots of siblings. There's six of us, and we're all wow. very active kids. All my sisters look like Barbie dolls, and then there was me, the heavy one. And it was like, I'm the only one dieting. I swear I'm working out harder than everyone. I'm doing two a days when they're just doing one, and nothing ever really worked for me. So what really helped me was my gastric bypass, which did take me three years to commit to because I didn't. I was afraid of like the judgment that would come along with it, right. and the yeah. fact that it's a big major surgery at 23 years old. You know, it's a lot to think about and a lot to commit to. But I'm so grateful that I did. It was hands down the best decision that I ever made for myself by myself. So, and you know, awesome. a, lot, a, a lot of people uh, 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 think it's not work after you get a surgery like right. that. But I feel like it's it's a lot more work sometimes. It definitely is. And here's the here's like the stigma behind gastric bypass. A lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, that's the easy way out. You're just paying someone to basically cut the fat off for you. I'm like. Do you understand what this surgery is? You're, it's a, you're cutting your stomach, and then it basically just helps you practice portion control. And with that comes along a basically you can't even choose to do it. You're in a caloric deficit, so you are eating less. Therefore, you are losing the weight. But anyone could get gastric bypass or the sleeve and lose some weight. But unless you really truly stick to a consistent diet and exercise routine, you will not get the results that you want to. Um, I like to think about it as like a tool. So with this tool, when you diet and exercise correctly, you will get the results that you want to see. Um, there are tons of people who get weight loss surgery and maybe they lose a little bit, then they like gain it all back or they stretch out their stomach and everyone's like, oh yeah, it just doesn't work. Like people think it's going to work. But for me, I've always had such an active lifestyle. It was just the perfect tool for me. And like, right. yeah. um, I didn't have to like reteach myself anything. Like I'm doing everything that I've always been doing just finally seeing the results that i've always worked so hard for so i'm that's grateful a, yeah that's incredible and, and and that's a great way to look at it too it's it's the right tool for the right job you know everybody heard that that saying probably a million times yeah. but that was the right tool for you definitely and then with that surgery it probably came a lot of different you know meal prepping and different yes. different take on nutrition for you was there like some oh, guidelines yeah. you had to follow so so what's up with that because i seen on your page you were throwing down some epic meals. I mean, it doesn't look like any kind of stale meal prep. So tell us about it. No, yeah, um, I do have a meal plan and I like to like share all my recipes all the time. So I'm always recording all my cooking and stuff. And I like to share with people that, yeah, you can be sticking to your meal prep or your diet, but still enjoying the food that you once loved. Like, for example, if you love pizza, try finding those little alternatives like doing cauliflower crust, low-fat cheese, stuff like that. Definitely. It's legit. I've had cauliflower yeah. crust pizza, and it is bomb. You it's can make, best. yeah, you can throw down on some cauliflower crust. Yeah. It sounds super weird at first, and you think it would be no nothing like pizza, but I'm telling you, sometimes you, you do it just right. It can be even better. Yeah, yeah no, I love it. Um, but definitely um, lots of adjustments had to be made after having gastric bypass surgery. So before you even get the surgery, you have to follow a, a liquid diet um, because when like any surgery, you know, sometimes you have to fast or do a liquid diet because you're preparing things like your liver. So those tools can work around it and everything. Mm -hmm. So most people are placed on a liquid diet for sometimes as long as two weeks before surgery because they're just prepping that liver for the surgeon to work on you. 
I only had to do it for four days um, because I was on Christmas break from school at the time. That sounds and so hard. Four day liquid diet, even just four days sounds right. brutal. though. Yeah. Um, honestly, just really good protein shakes and jello is OK because it's like it kind of tricks you. It's all mental. Like you get that feeling like you're biting, but it digests. Like OK, so that's a little life hack for you. There you, you. go. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're on a liquid diet. And then after the surgery, they they kind of explain it like it's like a baby tummy. You would never feed a newborn baby steak. You know, True. so you start off on liquids and then it's semi liquids, soft foods, and then you can eventually go back to like anything. So um, I was having things like protein shakes and chicken broth for like a month after surgery. And that was like all I had. And then like after two and three months, I could have like semi soft foods. So cottage cheese, yogurt, eggs, refried beans. And okay. I was like, oh, I missed food. I missed biting into it like <laughs> Perfect. Living my best life. Love it. Oh, yeah. And then it wasn't until like six months I could have like meat again. So then I finally started introducing chicken and ground turkey back into my diet. Now, with weight loss surgery, there are certain foods and things that you come across that you will no longer be able to tolerate. And everyone's different in that way. So randomly enough, one of those things for me is red meat. I can't, it doesn't sit well in my new stomach. I just, it, it, I take a couple bites and it just makes come back. So okay, just, yep. yeah, no thank you. We're going to just stick to chicken and ground turkey around here. And then also hard boiled eggs. I can't do hard boiled eggs anymore. But other than that, I would take having to skip out on those little things than being 300 pounds again any day. It's yeah, not even considered sure. a loss in my book. <laughs> hey, and if you don't eat red meat, check out Dez's page at Woke Up Like Dez on Instagram. She throws down in the kitchen. I mean, the recipes are dope. They're a cool little video to go along with it too. So definitely check it out. Thank you. So on that though, what's your go? What's your go-to meal then? When Ooh. you got to throw something down that you want to impress, you know, you got to impress a dinner crowd. What What are you putting down? You know me. I'm from SoCal. I'm 25% Mexican. I'm gonna go for a burrito bowl. Okay. <laughs> All right. Skip the tortilla. <laughs> You know, channel those inner vibes. My grandma's from Aguas Calientes. Nice. Okay, so okay. she taught me everything I know. Um, but yeah, I love burrito bowls. I love Mexican food. Um, so I'll do like a little Spanish rice quinoa type. So instead uh -huh. of doing Spanish rice, I'll do Spanish quinoa. Uh, game changer if you haven't had it. Black beans. I love the Trader Joe's fire roasted corn. Any salsa from... Trader Joe's is really good. If I have a little extra time, I'll do my own pico de gallo with avocado chunks. That's like Damn. my favorite. Okay. Um, extra cilantro, of course. Um, ground turkey seasoned with the Trader Joe's uh, taco seasoning. If you haven't had it, it will change your life. It's like 98 cents and you only need like half of that pack for like each thing that you cook and... It's just the best. It'll oh, change yeah. your life. My, my wife loves Trader Joe's seasoning, so <laughs> I know I, I can vouch for that for Man, sure. Man, you guys are making me hungry. Seriously, bro. <laughs> yeah, since, <laughs> Seriously. since the podcast started, I've been hungry. And you guys, that's Same. all you guys are talking about is food. I'm hungry. <laughs> what are you guys doing later? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, so I also seen something on there. Uh, you're currently exploring Omaha? Yes. So what's um, up with that? What I mean, are we talking Nebraska, like Cornhusker country or what? Cornhusker okay, country. Right. I opened my window to absolutely nothing. It's great. Okay. Big um, red country, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm actually only out there right now for three months. My coach, Maddie, and her husband, Brady, live out there. And her husband, Brady, and I are prepping for the same show. It's a bodybuilding show ran by Alphalete in Houston, Texas. 
and what kind of sets this show apart. I know you guys are probably looking at me like, oh, she's a bodybuilder. Like, okay, no, no, no. This is my first time. And no, I don't have like that competitor to bother you, but it's because I'm participating in what they call the transformation class. So unlike any other bodybuilding show, this show has an entire category for people like me who have gone through an entire weight loss journey. So it's called the Transformation That's dope. Class. That's yeah. cool. It gives us the opportunity to kind of branch out and do something that we never would have dreamed of doing. If you would have told me like three years ago, yeah, Des, you're going to be doing a bodybuilding show, I would have laughed and been honestly probably gotten mad and be like, stop it right now. Like, you're so embarrassing. Like, I'm never doing that. Like, I'm never cut out for that. But this show has a Transformation Class, and um, it gives us the opportunity to just kind of do something we've never done before. It, we get to showcase our journey um, on a big screen in front of hundreds of people. It normally is thousands, but there are cuts because of COVID. Yeah, it cuts so on everything right now. So it's a little different. Now. But yeah, we get like a little video that kind of encompasses with pictures and videos of our whole journey. And we're stepping on stage with the oily, way too dark, spray tan, and yeah. sparkly bikini <laughs> and stripper heels. <laughs> there you go. Which I've started practicing my posing last week. So it's like getting real. Okay. So much harder than it looks, by the way, in case you you didn't know. It's it's like no just experience flexing. in stripper heels personally, but. Oh, darn it. I really, <laughs> I really thought otherwise. <laughs> no, but it is like so much harder than it looks to just like sit there and flex every part in your body waiting for like a judge to like see like okay here's the hamstring here's the lats here's your traps and your booty uh -huh. like everything it's just a lot to think about so i have a lot of work to do um i have like i think six weeks until show day so cool well, you're gonna crush it i guarantee it's it. go time yeah yeah now uh going back to to uh before you lost the weight yes uh do you see and i'm pretty sure you do the difference in how people would treat you then versus now Absolutely. Um, I feel like a completely different person after before and after weight loss. Like I just feel like such a different person. Um, I've had uh, just like so many instances. I'm a very social person. So even when I was a big girl, if I was out downtown at Tavern or Bombay's, whatever, right. um, when I was a big girl, I would still like get some attention. You know, OK, we're, we're talking like guys now, like dating. OK, so I would get like attention and stuff. But I always felt like you know things never really stuck like guys would be like you know you're pretty cute for a big girl i'd be like thanks you know and then it'd be like okay it'd go somewhere or whatever but then like i felt like no guys ever wanted to commit and it always to me it was always like well maybe if i was skinny like i wouldn't have a trouble finding a boyfriend but like these guys are just over here like you know just they're just like playing their games like there no guys like trying to like lock down with a big girl you know like whatever so i always like thought that my life would be like so different after i lost the weight but um, it's just so interesting that like once I did lose the weight, every guy who ever ghosted me has come back. Just wow. like, wow, Des, <laughs> you're looking great. Like, I loved it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I'm sure you are, but thank you so much. Yeah, that's got to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. It's the best. Um, but it's definitely really different. Um, I'm not used to, like, the amount of attention. Um, I'm not trying to sound like I think I'm all that or anything, but it definitely is very different. I feel like I do my hair and makeup the exact same as I did at 300 pounds. Like, um, but it's definitely... Um, the way I carry myself is a little different too. I definitely have a little bit more confidence. Like anyone will tell you like, oh, Des was a big girl, but she worked it. She was always like the most confident girl in the room. But it's so funny for me because I think about how much I held back um, at that at that time. And so 
really, um, I do feel like a whole different person, just brighter and more like myself because I'm right. not so afraid anymore of like what people will think. Like, I feel like I've been like truly been able to like blossom into who I've always been inside, but always kind of afraid to be outwardly, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So um, it's definitely been a lot of growth in so many different aspects. That's cool. What would you say was the biggest hurdle to get to, to where you are right now as far as in the weight loss journey? Like, was it was it working out? Did you have a kick-ass coach that would help you with that so that was no problem? I mean, what, what was probably the, the <sighs> toughest thing for you? I think the toughest thing is um, just like for me, I can be really hard on myself. And when I see the results, especially with weight loss surgery, you lose weight faster in the beginning when you're fresh out so like those first six months that's when I lost a hundred in June I was already down a hundred pounds and then when it starts to slow down I feel like the biggest problem was myself because if I went a week without losing a certain number I'm like what did you do wrong like you're failing you know and it was like that everyone's like does you've already lost a hundred pounds like show yourself a little grace I'm like well, I've got a lot more to lose. Like, this girl has goals. Like, we don't have any time to be losing, okay? Like, I'm just trying to get to this goal. And they're like, you need to be patient with yourself. And then I definitely think that um, at the time, I was going to school in, in Beverly Hills, working on the weekends and doing school full-time on the weekdays, and then doing a lot of commuting from Ventura to Beverly Hills. And that's just a very busy, like, no extra time in the day lifestyle. But no matter how late it was, I still always made my time to go to the gym five or six days a week. And it was so hard. And there were days where I was just so tired. I was, like, falling asleep in the parking lot in my car. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, I made it to L.A. It's Monday morning. Like, okay, I'm going to the gym tonight. But, like, oh, my gosh, I only slept, like, five hours because I had to commute. But I still made that late night workout. And it was, like so much self like like so much like self-determination like I just was so determined but so exhausted and I was like this is what people do when they want to make excuses like that's not going to be you anymore it's you that know? persistence right there right. persistence yeah. and so like it was so hard to just like really learn how to be consistent and disciplined um but like I learned that I absolutely could be and it's interesting to like kind of look back and think like, wow, if I would have had that strong of a mindset even before my weight loss surgery, I wonder what more I could have done, even though I was so active. Um, I feel like my mindset definitely changed after my weight loss surgery because I felt like maybe I had that extra pep in my step, like you are bound to actually lose like, you know, and my mindset definitely was like more motivated. Oh yeah. You had that right tool, right? Yeah. I had the right tool. So I was definitely more motivated. Um, but I was really hard on myself along the way. Don't get me wrong. And if I was like not lifting heavy enough in, in the gym, my sister was like, oh, no, no, no. You need to be doing 90 pounds, 40 pounds. What are you doing? So she was always really hard on me, too. But I needed it. And I'm thankful for it. That's good. Yeah. And that's, and that's what it's what it's like at Persistence Culture, too. You got that you got that family around you the whole oh, time. Absolutely. So so when you don't when you, when you don't feel like you want to go that hard that day or you don't want to lift that extra weight you know you had that people there to support you so that's yep. awesome so yes i'm so grateful for super the proud of you that and, i've had yeah and honestly thank you for sharing all this because it's a lot of intimate things and i think it's good for people that are out there you know there's not enough uh full-on just typical normal girl success stories and i think it's awesome that you're you're sharing it with us today. i am definitely an open book when it comes down to gastric bypass getting my tummy tuck because after losing 150 pounds i had so much excess skin I'm an open book when it comes to my tummy tuck and all the other like little surgeries that I've had. It's just, I, I feel like it's now like my job to help. And especially when it comes to Instagram and talking about my platform, the funny thing is, is that when I made that Instagram page two years ago, I made it as a secret. 
My name is Desiree Mize, and I made it under Des M with a Z. My name is spelled with an S because I didn't want anyone from Ventura or my high school to be finding it because I was so afraid of like the judgment about having gastric bypass, but I wanted somewhere to have a support system because my surgeon recommended getting involved in a support group. And I know that a lot of people share their journeys on Instagram, so I made a page in February of 2018. And um, it was just funny, after about four months, after Stagecoach, I did a side-by-side Stagecoach edition. I was down 50 pounds at that point. And it ended up hitting Explore page, blowing up. And oh my gosh, so many people from Ventura and my high school were like, Des, you're on a weight loss journey. Wow, You've got yeah. this Instagram page, like this secret Instagram. It's under Des. Like, is that your ego? I'm like, yeah, it's my yeah, alter, it's alter ego. ego. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's calm down. But it ended up blowing up by October, 10 months after I made it. It was at 10K. I was, it was Halloween. I was at the tavern. And then I saw the K next to, next to my name on um, Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. And um, yeah, it's been cool. really interesting. Um, a lot of people, you know, like look up to me in, in regards of their weight loss journeys. And um, I think a lot of big girls, even before their weight loss journeys, they struggle with confidence and they see that that's kind of something I've always had. That's cool. Whether, um, you know, I had my off days as well. Like I didn't, Everybody there does. There were some yeah. days when I wasn't feeling so hot. But um, I preach a lot of ways to just like kind of find that self-confidence, self-love along with sharing my new recipes, little alternatives of like sweet tooth hacks that I love that are like definitely macro friendly, the workouts that I do, even things I was doing at 300 pounds, things I'm doing now at 145 pounds. So, um, yeah, do you offer I any actual everything. like formal coaching to anybody that's out there looking for it or I actually just started offering what I'm calling transformation coaching. So it's, it's basically, um, all centered around, uh, motivation, confidence and eating, um, habits. And every week I set up new like daily tasks and habits for my clients to work on. That's awesome. So it's not like really fitness, but it's, it is designed and like guided for my clients who are doing my eight week workout programs. I have two cool. programs, one for the gym, one for at home, no equipment necessary type nice. thing. Um, some of them are even on my meal plan. So, um, yeah, just for the people who need like little extra tips, like all life encompassing and just on their like weight loss journey, I'm doing transformation coaching, which I just started doing like two months ago. So that's incredible. Yeah, I love it. It's been really awesome working with people like one on one and just getting to know people more and um, definitely like just like learning even more about myself. Like, oh, when I dealt with this, what did I do? And then it kind of makes me think and I'm like, all right, write that down, share it with the girls. So there yeah, you it's go. pretty cool. So uh, the journey with you continues. Where can uh, people follow you? I don't know. What's your Instagram? My Instagram is woke up like Des, Des with a Z at the end. Creative um, name, by the way, too. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, my name is Desiree, so Des. Um, we always also say, how does she do it? You know? <laughs> okay. I have a very punny name. Um, but yeah, I am on Instagram, Woke Up Like Des. You can find me on YouTube as well, Woke Up Like Des or just Desiree Mize. And I have a Workout Like Des program. That's what I call my workout programs, Workout Like Des. So if you guys need any extra motivation for the gym or have questions uh, about like your journey or just need some people to support you getting that workout in, uh, we've got a really good community on Facebook of girls who are just, and even some guys, there's a couple guys in there, Sweet, um, yeah. but everyone just hypes each other up. They're like, Hey, That's awesome. I'm having a pretty hard day today. I'm not really uh, motivated to go to the gym and everyone will just be like, none of that hype it back up, get in there. Like you got this. And I just love it. I love our little cheerleader support group. It's <laughs> awesome. It makes my heart so happy. So, you know, real, real quick too, you, you shared the Disneyland story. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to work at Six Flags Magic Mountain oh. years ago, and I had to be the guy to tell somebody that they couldn't get on the ride. So no. when you were when you were explaining that story, 
that I was on the other end and I yeah. felt bad because I was a, 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 a ride attendant and the yep. thing had to click three times. And if mm. it didn't click three times, you had to tell them that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they sorry you can't fly ride. off the ride. You know? Very interesting. So yeah. so when you were explaining that story, all the all that came back. I was like, I still feel bad about that till this day because, you oh. know, it's like you got to tell somebody it's a tough moment. Yeah. No to having fun. You know, if yeah, it that. makes you feel any better, not once did I ever blame or think anything differently of the employees. It was more of like a, okay, girlfriend, you need to get it together. It was, I never, never wanted to blame anyone else. So don't carry that with you. You're just no, doing your No, but when job. you explained it, I just, it brought just, back, yeah, brought back it, anxiety. It took me back to that, that I was like, yeah. I like, it was, yeah. was it me? No, but I'm a lot older, yeah. so yeah. it couldn't have been me and it was at <laughs> Disneyland. So, you know, what's interesting. Um, another one of the click moments I talk about on Instagram is things like when you fly on an airplane and your seatbelt doesn't fit and that's humiliating. Um, then the flight attendants is, are right there breaking out of a uh, seatbelt extender. Yeah. And uh, when I share about those moments on Instagram, I'll get lots of comments of people being like, oh, I have to get offered the seat extender before I even sit down. They'll be like, oh, that's a big one. Like, she's going to need a seatbelt extender. I'm like, yep, I've been there. When you're walking down, like, the aisle in the plane and you're, like, doing, like, the sideways trick, you know, you're like, oh, this thing's a little tight in here. <laughs> so um, I know a lot of people deal with that. And I've had a few flight attendants actually even say, like, I always hate when that part when that part of my job has to come because right. it does not feel good. I'm like, well, at the end of the day, it's not your fault. You know, you're just doing your job. Yeah, keeping everybody safe. Keeping but everyone it's still, safe. Still, but still a tough moment, though, for both both moment. parties. Yeah. It's interesting to know that it's also tough on the other end. So thanks for sharing. No, I <laughs> and I wanted to share that just because, I mean, when, when, when uh, you said you heard crickets at Disneyland, it's like, okay, uh, that guy's an asshole for saying <laughs> yeah. that you can't ride the ride. You for know real. what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, that person's only doing their job. So mm -hmm. so I uh, uh what do you call it? That the, the moment the click moment. The click moment. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's a click moment for sure. I have many of those. Um but yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right. So uh you know, uh once again, what what is your Instagram? Woke up like Des. All right. Uh any 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 words of encouragement to anyone out there listening who's thinking about, you know, hitting the gym or losing weight? Yeah, um, honestly, something that I always just want to remind everyone, especially on those Mondays when you are so motivated and you want to start strong, but then Tuesday happens and let's say you already fell off the wagon or whatever, I just like to remind everyone to be patient and be graceful with yourself and just always be gracious with yourself because this thing does not happen overnight and it takes true consistency, determination, and discipline to get to where you want to be and I think at the end of the day, you just need to continue being patient with yourself and gracious with yourself and just remind yourself that you're doing great. Be your own cheerleader and just keep on going. It's never too late. Um, and if you need to just work on loving yourself, look at yourself in the mirror, talk yourself up, smile at your own reflection and continue loving yourself along every step of the journey because that's like the best thing you can do. Um, you don't just wake up the next day you know where you want to be it's going to be an entire process so just keep going definitely Trust the process wise words from desiree mize thank you again <laughs> for coming on the show uh and we can't wait to have you again and hear about that uh bodybuilder yes. show and how and how badass it was so yes, again thank you for being here thank you for having me of course anytime all right this is persistence culture episode three podcast uh make sure you guys uh, subscribe on uh the apple podcast also spotify and uh we'll see you guys soon keep moving